It's the show that makes us talk. Willie. Yeah. I'm having an affair with a stick of butter. <laughs> it says I melt its heart away. Oh, God. What about our life? With Chris and Will. Thank you for choosing Magic Carpet for all your travel needs. Don't stand <laughs> until the rug has come to a full, complete stop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you now. Oh, my gosh, Willie. We are going to go back to the 80s and the 90s with the Disney Channel, man. Wow. Yes, yes. I don't know if that sounded more like Donald Trump or if it, what it sounded like. That but sounded it was, creepy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of odd with it. But anyway, we're going back. You remember the Disney Channel days? Yes, I do. Yep, yep. When it started back in 1983, you were how old? Two years old. Yep, I was probably four or five. It was a satellite channel. You had to pay for it. It wasn't free like it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We yep. had a big, big, big satellite dish outside. And I swear to you, I could climb inside of it my whole body, even as an adult, and get the best suntan ever and probably talk to Mars from that <laughs> sun dish. That's how big it was. It yeah. was huge. Yep. Yeah. But that, that was back in the day. It was. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. Yep. So what about the shows? I mean, did you watch any of the shows? Yeah, I did. A Welcome to Pooh Corner. Of course. Um, I really remember Lunchbox, though. Yes, yeah. Lunchbox. I do, I do. I Vaguely, but I do. Yeah. What is that? Curious George, maybe? Yeah, Curious George. And it had Paddington Bear. But I yes, really, I do I, remember that. I really liked the intro, though, because uh, Mickey opened up the Lunchbox, and it had the thermos in there. And then yep. at the very end, the kids went, lunchbox. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, that's crazy. What about Dumbo Circus? Of course. Walt Disney World Inside Out. That's where my Disney craze came from. I watched that endlessly. Hmm. Uh, DTV? Yes. And they had the current music at the time uh, matched up to the different cartoons. Yes. Uh, same thing with Videopolis, I think. They did. Videopolis was kind of the same. Did you watch that? Uh, very vaguely. Yeah, well. Uh, Donald Duck Presents. Mm-hmm. Yep. Darkwing Duck. Yep. Uh, Zorro. Yeah. The Woozles. Yes. Rescue I- Rangers. DuckTales. Mm-hmm. You were going to say what? What were you going to say? No, I was going to say with the Woozles, I watched the show, but I also had the records and the those little golden books. Yes. I yep. had those, too. Totally. Uh, what about the all-new Mickey Mouse Club? I saw that a few times. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yep. The original Glee, in my opinion, Kids Incorporated. I agree. Yes. Uh, the start of Martika and Fergie. Who knew, right? Yep, yep. And then everybody's favorite early morning show, Mouser Size. Yay! <laughs> now, did you exercise with that at all? Because I totally didn't. I was eating breakfast like a fat man watching it. Just I was totally just... <laughs> scarfing down food while everybody else was exercising it came on so early so each time i went to go watch it i caught it at the very last minute and then one morning i said okay i'm gonna wake up early i'm gonna wake up early and i finally did and yes i mousercised i did it only once though but i did it's sad because the my frame of mind of exercising now is just as bad as it was when I watched it back in the 80s and 90s. It's like, really? You want me to do that this early in the morning? You want me <laughs> to do that at any time of the day? So, yeah, it was kind of crazy. But on top of that, Willie, you know, um, 
we're going to hear voices today. I mean, mm. we really are. We're going to hear a lot of voices. So, because, you know, it's another what about our life with another day, another topic, and another guest, right? Yes. And those voices that are going to come into our head is going to be from the amazing voice actress, Katie Lee. Yay! Yes, she's such a sweetheart, and I'm so glad that she's here. She's done the voices of Dumbo from Dumbo Circus on Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, she did Sunny Gummy from the from the Gummy Bears. Of Gummy Bears. Yeah, yeah, she did Baby Ralph from Muppet Babies. Mm-hmm. She also did Miss Mitchell in that show. Did you know that? I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah, she, she sure did. She voiced the Smurfs, uh, Dennis the Menace, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the Mr. Men show. Did you ever watch that? Uh, yeah, I watched a few episodes. I remember the books. I'm not sure if I remember the, the show, but I do remember the books yeah. uh, very well. Darkwing Duck, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I mentioned Dungeons and Dragons, but she did a lot. Video games. She also did video games. Uh, voice video game. She did the Sonic the Hedgehog series, cartoon series from the early 90s. Did you watch any of those? Yes, I did. There were two of them. Uh, one of them was a syndicated weekday show, more slapstick-ish. And then there was the Saturday AM cartoon uh, that was more teenager-ish. It took me a while to get into that one. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't know, remember if I remember watching. I know they were there, but I don't remember much of that. But I know Katie's going to be on the show. But one quick, quick, blah, quick fact. Um, did you know what the first show was on the Disney Channel? I haven't a clue. <laughs> it was called Good Morning Mickey. 1983 to 1986 is when it aired. And the first animated series for Disney television productions was... The Adventures of Gummy Bears, which Katie voices for. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, so let's let's do this. Let's let's give her a call and let's have this wonderful conversation. So are you ready to do this, Lily? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Katie Lee's coming up. We're here today with the voice of your childhood. Katie Lee. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm great. It's fun to talk to you. Yes, it's really, really nice. Okay, so before we get started, you have to grace us with all the many characters that you've done. <laughs> well, I don't think I can grace you with all of them, <laughs> but let, let's pick. Let's see. I think some of your listeners are probably familiar with Sunny Gummy. Yes. Uh, is my hair look all right? Um, kind of like that. Uh, also, I did Hawker Muddlefoot's voice, a Darkwing Duck. Um, he's Gosselin's friend, and he's really pretty smart. Not that his dad isn't. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I did Dumbo's voice for Dumbo's Circus. Well, that's our show for today, boys and girls. I hope you liked it. Um, let's see. And, of course, I did Baby Rolf's voice on the Muppet Babies. Yes. Yes. Is that good? <laughs> yes. yes. Our our total favorites. You know, Willie and I, we we, you know, of course, because we've been together for so many years, and we've we interact with the many things that we've kind of grown up with. And one mm-hmm. of the things I told Willie the story of when you when you were mentioning Dumbo is um, every morning 
right before school because Dumbo, for some odd reason, would come on at like 6 or 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, very early. And <laughs> very, very early. So that was kind of like my wake-up call because my mother would always wake me up by walking in the room, turning on the television. The first thing that came on was Dumbo Dumbo Circus. circus. Yes. And I actually, when she stopped doing that, as I got older, I kept doing that until probably until I graduated from high school. So I got used to it. And I'm like, oh, I still love it. So it's it's definitely one of wow, those great memorable. I don't think it was on that long, but maybe. No, syndication, I think. Mm-hmm, that's You're correct. one of the lucky ones who had the Disney Channel. Yes. That's oh, gosh. Right, because that's because it was a cable channel at that time. Yeah. Paid cable channel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, we couldn't live without it. We couldn't. Who paid for stuff back then? But <laughs> it was a new thing, huh? Yeah, no, that's that's true. Well, Disney Channel also back then it was uh, it didn't go all night, whereas cable channels now go all night. Because um, yeah. I would stay up until I think they would cut off at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's right. They had their uh, sign-off little segment right before they, they did. cut off. And they most did. stations did back in the day. Yep. No, yep. Nothing ran all night long. There was no 24-7 entertainment. People had to I take know. a break. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those were the days, though. The, I think uh, the 80s and the 90s, early 90s were the best years of, probably the best years of my life I can remember. Oh, of course I, I was for myself, too, yes. Of course, I was younger, but programming was so much entertaining back then than it is now, you know. So, um, so kind of going back into that, um, one of the interesting things that I've always kind of wondered, because you do, you, you do a lot of character voices, and so is it harder to do a, a character voice for a puppet than it is for a cartoon character, or are they about the same? Well, I'm not a puppeteer. Well, but, like for Dumbo. When oh, you for did Dumbo. Dumbo. Oh, well, yeah. it was. it's basically the same. I mean, if you were a puppeteer, you'd be operating the puppet and talking at the same time. So I think puppeteers really are superstars. Um, right. That's, and then figure out what they, oh my goodness, I don't know how they operate, especially Muppet-type puppets that are... They're you know, multitasking. There's a lot going on. Holy cow. Yeah, that's like a whole nother brain level. Um yeah, no, because when we did Dumbo Circus, we just recorded our stuff, and then it was using animatronics. Like, Teddy Ruxpin did it, too. I worked uh, on that right. show. But, oh, but yeah. that was that was after Dumbo Circus. Um, a lot of the same people who worked on Dumbo Circus and Pooh Corner worked on Teddy Ruxpin. Um, but we, um, we'd record it, and then they had them... They had the receivers on the puppets, like, programmed to... Uh, some of them that had automatic or uh, robotic mouths, I guess, they would yeah. operate. They'd, they'd know it was their track and move, I think. Ah, uh, nice. So, so, so that I understand this correctly, so you recorded the voices or the voice beforehand, and then the animatronic operator... Uh, synced it to that recorded voice. Yeah, then they'd take our stuff to the sound stage that was someplace else where all the the sets were and the characters and and then they'd have like some people were in the puppets like in Dumbo there were two short guys inside of Dumbo. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Didn't know and, that. <laughs> and then they had somebody operating the controls for the eyes and 
Yeah, it's a it's a t- big team project. So you did go to the set of Dumbo, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I got to go a couple times. You know, we might have had a party there. I just wanted to see. But we were in a separate recording studio when we did our stuff. And right. they were on sound stages. Now, were you guys, did they film it at the Disney Studios? Or no. Was it actually, no. Oh. Hmm. No, because uh, it, it was a production of Left Coast Productions. So that was a... Uh, I guess you'd say a subcontractor. Right, right. Disney, mm-hmm. yeah, they did that. The same wow. people that did Pooh Corner did uh, Dumbo Circus. Two of my favorites as well. Of course, mm-hmm. yes. And I could see the similar styles, too, um, in the animatronics. And I guess in the storytelling as well, too. It had that same feel to it. Right. Yeah, right. yeah similar. There was a storyteller. In Pooh Corner, um, mm-hmm. Lor- Lauren, what's his name? Um, oh, gosh. I think it's Lauren. I'm not sure. Anyway, he had that sort of, of uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> and would tell the story, and then they'd kind of fade into the story. So they had a little different premise. Right, right, right. So, so all right. Well, then, uh, let's go into um, Muppet Babies. Okay. One of my favorites. Now, <laughs> now, here's an ultimate question. Jim Henson, did you ever get to, to sit down and have a conversation? Hey, Jim, or anything of that sort with him? Well, yeah, he came to our first recording session. Um, oh, nice. It was incredible. Wow. I about died. Uh, it was, <laughs> I, I'm just such a huge fan, and it was breathtaking to sit across the table from him, and I was, you know, essentially voicing a character that he created, mm-hmm. and, right. and <laughs> every time my line would come up, I'd say, you say it first. I want to hear you do it. <laughs> uh. So that was, yeah, that was remarkable. I'm so blessed. And then I, I did meet him a couple other occasions as well. And Frank Oz. We had like a rap party once. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's pictures on the internet. And somebody just created a documentary. Uh, it's on Facebook. I put it on my page. about. Uh-huh. It says about the Muppet Babies, but it was a lot about... Henson too, and I, I think I saw that. I think I yes, because it is on your he, page. That guy yes. must grab pictures off my Facebook page because he never asked me for them. So that's, oh, that's funny. funny. <laughs> but I I was a, one of the few people I would take a camera to work. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't have cell phones, you know, back oh, then. Right. Everybody yeah. has a camera, and I do have a picture of us with Jim Henson that day. Now that's wow. incredible. Yeah. I'm really glad I brought my camera. <laughs> yes, no kidding, no kidding. Now, is there anybody, like, in the work that you do, is there anybody that you have always wanted to sit there and meet that you actually have, maybe? That I have or I haven't? That that you have. That I always wanted. Well, goodness, Jim is one, for sure. Uh-huh. Frank Oz too, is also... Um, yeah, yeah, I wanted to work with Tim Curry really bad. And oh, I, wow. I snuck in somewhere when I knew he was doing a, one of the 
DuckTales or something that he was working on. They said he was coming in, and I just wanted to see him. But I didn't, so I kind of forced myself on him. <laughs> um, who else? There are people. Uh, well, I got to watch Mel Blank work. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. Butler. Um, I'm not sure if I worked with him. I might have. Um, uh, well, yeah. Um, I guess Bill Scott <laughs> and June Foray. Um, uh-huh. You know, those are idols. And Paul Winchell, I used to watch growing up on TV. Mm-hmm. So to get to work with him was awesome. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, those are people that I've always admired and held in high esteem, and I actually got to work with them, which was great. I don't, I'm trying to think, there may be somebody else, if I think of them, I'll let you know. I'm sure there's <laughs> some I, I wish I worked with that I didn't get a chance to. Right. Yeah. Wow. Go ahead, Willie. No, I was going to say, those are some great uh, names that you mentioned. And no when kidding. Mentioned, when I you know. mentioned Mel Blanc, too. I mean, all of the Warner Brother uh, cartoons. Is that correct? Yeah. Did he use those? So, yeah, but uh, he also worked at Hanna-Barbera a lot. That's right. That's right. Yes. I yes. started over there um, doing some stuff. So, yeah, I, I got to be in the same studio and I got to watch them. My first time in L.A., I wasn't working, but I was invited to watch them record a Flintstones cartoon. Wow. And that's, that was that's cool. pretty awesome. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember watching that one, too. Those are, mm-hmm. like, the best all-time cartoons. I can't watch any of the new cartoons anymore. They just don't, they don't interest me as much as, like, Flintstones or... Well, um, remember, you're not the same age you were when you first yeah, saw those true. either. <laughs> you know, true. when this I meet true. when I meet people now, like you guys, who are all excited to talk to me. Well, when you were five or six, you would have said, "Okay, who are you?" Like it wouldn't. Yeah. You know, you have to have <laughs> a, a, a time has to go by to true. you know. There's a time perspective for things, you know. So I have shows on TV now that, you know, if I if 30 years from now, I meet the people who are watching them. They'll be just as excited about having seen those cartoons when they were growing up, you know. Very valid point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So we have a, we have a serious Doppler effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like face actors, you know, who are seeing yeah. and people recognize them and they know what they do. It's just a whole different. There's a super funny story. I'll steal. It's not my story, but it's Jess Harnell's story. Um, and he did one of the voices for the oh, Animaniacs. He's wacko. And, oh, okay. Um, yeah. 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 Wacko. I think. And um, he was at Disney World and standing uh-huh. in line with his mom. And there was a kid in line with a, a Animaniacs t-shirt. And, the, and the, you know, the lines are long. And his mom's right. like, yeah. see that boy? You know, you should say something to him. Let him, you know, it'll make his day. Talk to him. Talk to him. So finally, Jess says to him, hey, you, so you got an Animaniacs shirt? Yeah. You like Animaniacs? Yeah. Yeah. He goes... I do his voice. And and the kid goes, Yeah, so I do too. <laughs> 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 oh, 
wow. and he's like, and then he like got in this like it, it took him aback. He's like, no, really, I do. Like they had to like prove to him that he was <laughs> Wacko's voice. Cause wow, like voice to voice showdown. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> funny. He didn't expect that because you know nobody expects to bump into a voice actor. You know, they just, it's just, they don't see us. And it doesn't right, right. different, too, especially when you're little. Like, when I did Dumbo Circus, people would say, oh, my kid loves that show. Talk to them. But the kid's like three or four, and they don't comprehend that there's somebody doing the voice. You know, it's right. not, mm-hmm. their brain doesn't process that. So it doesn't really mean anything to our fans at the time it's happening. Right. So I have a quick question about Dumbo Circus. So... You did the voiceover in following along with the storyline. What did you think about the feather? And I think that was from the first episode where uh, Dumbo had to look for the feather, but he couldn't find it. And then um, onwards. What did you think about that? Well, I mean, he has a magic feather in the original movie. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, I, think it was int- I think it was interesting to me because um, aside from the animated cartoon, you know, they introduced all the new circus characters like Lionel and Barnaby mm-hmm. and the others and how they were all together and they helped him to try to fly without the feather. And but they did all they could to look for the feather at the same time. So they were like helping him and supporting him. And I think it's like teamwork effort is what was the theme there and i really i i could relate to that (laughs) yeah i yeah that's uh you know it's interesting everybody interprets things differently but you know that the first episode was to introduce you know what it's all about introduce the characters introduce their personalities introduce how they operate and uh the feather is really important to dumbo i mean he couldn't do what all of this flying without it. So I think uh, it's interesting. It almost sounds like hearing you describe it, the feather became the main character of that episode. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Thank you for that. Thank you. Well, in, in, in that kind of um, uh, thought process, I mean, do you do the same with some of the, the shows or the characters that you work on? Do you try to, you know, see the meaning behind what they're trying to accomplish or, or how do you interpret the scene, the script when you actually get it? Well, yeah. I mean, you want to, I mean, the first question in the studio is always, what's the show about? What's this episode about? So we know what's going on. And if you understand what the overall, you know, plot is, that helps you in the story you know it helps you to time mm-hmm. how your your reactions or your emotional life based on where the story is going and you know um yeah it's important to know what what's happening and how where you fit in any you know in the script what's going on of course you have a director to right. help mm-hmm. you along and tell you what they're looking for too if you miss the mark so when you get when they when you see a character or when they bring you a character and they want you to provide a voice to it, I mean, do has there been a sp- sp- ah, I can't speak a specific character that you had a voice for and then you immediately had to change it to something else? Um. Yeah. 
I can't think of who they are exactly, but it happens a lot. You know, maybe you won't. Yes, because sometimes they'll hire people because they like the audition, and you get to uh-huh. the studio, especially you know, same sex, like. You know, if there's a couple girls in the script, and once you get in the booth, they're like, oh, you guys sound too much alike. Somebody's got to oh, do something wow. different. Right. So, so you got to change it up on the fly. Right yes, there. exactly. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. So you, so going backwards a little bit, and you were talking about, you were telling that story, and then Willie had asked you that question. Have you ever done that, where you'd go to the theme park, saw your character and costume, and you actually want to go and speak the voice and... And, and kind of showcase your talent? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't, well, you know what? I, I, I'm the kind of person that can't remember a lot of stuff, okay? I mean, things happen every day. I'm blessed with a remarkable life. Right. Um, I work, uh, if people recognize me and ask me, if I see, um, you know, I probably have from time to time but you know you yeah i i'm i'm sure i have well i tried to do it i try to do it with my family which is stupid because they're the least interested Uh you know like they yeah we know that's what you do so if they're you know with something you think they're the ones that are going to be excited and they're the ones you want to do it for and they couldn't care less most of the time so it's kind of like the norm for them they're they're way used to it it's, yeah, they're okay. You know, they don't want to watch your latest thing all the way through. They're sometimes they're patient enough to, you know. I do a radio show called Adventures in Odyssey. I don't know if you know that. Uh huh. Um, and we've mm-hmm. been on the air for thirty-two years. And, oh wow. Uh, yeah. So those characters, people like to hear. But that sh- that character is pretty much the way I talk. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you know, it'd be like it'd probably be like the same situation Jess had, where people think you're just imitating. They don't get it that you really do. Right, it. Mm-hmm. right. I'm sure but you, you know, imitate characters all the time. Uh, sometimes. I'm not good at it, but I'm yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think that would be absolutely funny if you were like my mother and you called me on the phone in one of your character voices that I actually yeah. liked. Oh, my. I think that would be funny. I would be sitting there going, Mom, Well, see, now really? that's different, calling somebody on the phone. You said, have you ever seen somebody who might be playing okay. with a toy? So you've done that, then? Um, yeah. yeah, when people have yeah. asked. People, people have asked. Not on, yeah, just when people have asked. My, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not any, if some, if I knew somebody was a fan, um, and I've done that sometimes. I've gotten some fan letters, and I can find their phone numbers. And just because I feel like it, I might call them up. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wow. Because it's one. It's fun. And what's really fun, to be honest, like talking to you guys, mm-hmm. when I when I go to conventions or if I happen to be at a party. Well, like I said, all those ten year olds are grown up, and they're in their thirties, uh-huh. right? So. The faces of the guys, like, I wish I had a camera on you. You know, when I tell them something, I see all these 35-year-olds with this, <gasps> like, their hand goes to their mouth, their face looks kind of red, they they get this incredible <laughs> look on their face, like, that was you? 
And it's that is like one of the, the greatest things I get to enjoy in life is seeing that look on their faces. They are just so precious. And it's usually guys. It's so funny. Well, you know what? We had the same impressions whenever we were going through your reel. Yeah. And because we we wouldn't have known. I mean, Ralph has a different voice than what Sonny has. And yep. Dumbo mm-hmm. has a different voice. And we were like. Really? Oh my gosh. Wait, wait a minute. Really? So then we would catch ourselves going back to YouTube to go look up these episodes just to watch them, just to uh-huh. see, you know, just to see it for ourselves and like, wow, oh my gosh. So yeah, I could imagine that. Yeah, I'm working on a memoir and one of the uh, working titles is sort of uh, that we're batting around is Anonymously Famous. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah, or famous, so, yeah, anonymous. Yeah, because that's the fun of what we do. Uh huh. It has to be. I mean, I you have to have a really great life to be living and knowing that you know the world's listening to your voice and is always going to remember your voice. I mean, it, I don't think you have an appre- I didn't have an appreciation for that until probably about 10 years ago and it really hit me. Really? Wow. Yeah, well, you know why? Technology changed so much yes. because mm-hmm. all That's of true. a sudden I was able to go on YouTube and see a commercial I did in the 80s. Yeah. And we couldn't I couldn't didn't have it when I did it back then. I couldn't see it again. You know, you do things they go away. They if you right. missed it, then the VCRs came out and you could record some stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and hang on to it and all those tapes are deteriorating and you had to, you know, first you had to be there, then you could set a timer. And now you you I can find I bet almost anything I've done on YouTube. I don't know how it gets there. Yeah, but I don't it's amazing. So, you know, we couldn't, things just really stick around. But if you can, you know, remember, I mean, Dumbo Circus is off, was off the air and it was off the air. But now yeah. somebody went and put it on YouTube. Yeah, it's all over YouTube. And it's almost, it's the same thing with the gummy bears. I mean, I didn't really yes. want to see Muppet Babies, but I, I know Muppet Babies is there. But, well, here's a, here's a good question. Do you do, the voice for the new Muppet Babies, or oh, don't I wish? Don't you? Wish? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, what is your thought process? That, that's a good question. What is your thought process on that? I mean, when you were the original series, and then they do a reboot. I mean, well, how after, do you? Feel? After you have an emotional breakdown, you just go well. <laughs> yeah, because they switched it up. I mean, I watched an episode or two, and I just I couldn't. And I know, and it's a biased opinion, but I just, I couldn't, I'm like, where's, it's like certain ingredients have to be in it to be full Muppet Babies. I don't know. Maybe that's just Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the anime, I did finally see an episode once they did it. And, you know, I thought, oh, you know, this is cute. It's good. It's true too. I mean, they had, you know, they're asked to create their character based on the original's like kind of like I was and it's you know that they want to go in a different direction than they're going to their Disney's doing that with a lot of shows yeah right and you just kind of of have to accept it I wish they'd put the old one back on at least so we could get some I agree release it in DVD then we could get paid for it (laughs) (laughs) um you know 
That's the kind of stuff you have to really, in our line of work, there's a lot of things you just have to let go of. Yeah. Well, do you, I mean, Tom Hanks was kind of talking about that, about working on like Toy Story 4 and so forth. And he had made the comment that uh, it's kind of lonely being a uh, voiceover actor. Do you kind of agree with that in a sense? Why was he saying that? Because he was recording alone in the booth? I would think so, yeah. Uh, A lot of time we didn't used to work that way, but I would say 80% of the time we're alone now. Maybe 75. um, Because there's a show I have on Nickelodeon. We all record together. Uh, It's Rainbow Butterfly Unicorn Kitty, it's called. Uh, Oh, my gosh, really? Yes. I just just saw the commercial of that a couple of days ago. Oh, really? Is and it, sometimes they abbreviate it because it's such a R-B- long name. Yeah, R-B- uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because it came on right after, because uh, Guilty as Charged, our new cartoon thing now is Spongebob. So okay. yes, it, it came on right after, I think, Spongebob came on. And we kind of just left it there and was watching it. So it's funny you brought that I'm up. The, I'm the owl's voice, Athena. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to have to go back and see it again. She's very, very <laughs> quiet. Um, but, but most, but that, so that's fun. Cause we all record together and that's normal. Uh, but most, a lot of things, especially video games. And if you're a movie star and you're doing a feature film, they, uh, they've, they tend to do features individually. Although when I worked on Babe Pig in the City, we all voiced together. So that oh, was wow. a film, but that was a long time ago. So I do remember that one. Yeah. Now, talking about um, video games, uh, because I'm an avid uh, retro video gamer uh, from the original Nintendo and the Sega Genesis and the PlayStation games. Mm -hmm. Uh, You did a voiceover for Star Ocean First Departure, right? I did. I did. You were the the voice of Millie, correct? Yeah, Yeah, I'd love to see a scene. I don't, I've never seen it. Someone came up to me to last convention a few weeks ago with some artwork for me to autograph. And I thought, does anybody even know this character? But I guess they do. Some people do. The interesting thing is, is that uh, for my birthday one year, Chris got me a Star Ocean video game. It Uh was the second story, which is the game right after the one that you recorded for. Uh-huh. And uh, I thought it was interesting because it has an anime type style to it. Uh-huh. So I was also wanting to know how is it different recording an anime style voice compared to uh, a cartoon voice, like for kids shows? Yeah. Um, well, most anime is dubbed. If you're right. do- talking about uh, cartoons. So we're, our job is to do the English, you know, to match the performance of the Japanese. And it's very, you know, you're limited sometimes with your ability to bring as much maybe acting to it because of the trying to get the dub to fit and the timing and the, you know, monetary restrictions of how long you can spend in the studio doing it. Wow. Um, but it. It's a different style. They're a little bit more edgy characters, mm-hmm. I think. They're, um, you know, and it kind of depends on the game. 
Uh, now that was a game. So games we do by ourselves because we got Excel sheets full of lines that have to get recorded. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I noticed that in that game, they had cut scenes where it was full animation for like a minute or so. Mm-hmm. And then there's in-game dialogue to where the the character is going into town or meeting different people. And it's uh, snippets of dialogue yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and see, since I've never seen the game, I I don't know exactly how it works. I know, um, I don't know if you play Blade and Soul. I have not, that's, but I've heard of it. That's an online game that I do some characters for. And uh, I've been doing that for about five years, six, seven, I don't know, a long time. They just keep coming up with stuff because... And so I've gotten to see things on YouTube, and and I and I kind of understand better now how games work. When it first started, I was like, okay, I'll just come in and read my lines, and you know, <laughs> they have the director tell me how you know what's going on in the scene or what they want, and you know, it kind of depends on the choices the player makes. So you have to right. read, you have to read lines in a whole bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. So you know, depending on the player's choice. And depending on if it's a, a role-playing game or an action game or if it's a more drawn-out story game, each mm-hmm. of them has their own style to it. Yeah. Somebody told me she just did a show. She had 2,400 lines. Wow. Brianna Knickerbocker, I was working with her on an app, a kid's app, <clears throat> last week. And her character has just a lot of depth and a lot of story. And it's, you know, video games can be really in-depth. I don't I don't think I personally have worked on any games where I was that involved. I know some are, like, huge, dramatic roles. And yeah. I, mean, I, as I, I don't, haven't done that. Yeah, they've evolved a lot um, in the past, I'd say, 15 years or so, compared to, like, side-scrolling regular Nintendo games to now where... Every character has a backstory. As you go on through the game, you learn more stuff. So, yeah, they've definitely progressed. Yeah, so those are different. I mean, I just played Mario Kart for the first time with my niece a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> Wow. And did you like that? Was it no, fun? No, I kept crashing into everything. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not particularly skilled in that sort of thing. Wow. And just watching it made me kind of nauseous. But, oh, you no. know, <laughs> they're not for everybody. Then She was having a blast. My husband was having a blast. I'm like, okay, I'll just... Luckily, this isn't really me, so I don't have to get treated for a serious <laughs> concussion or. You know, right. Wow. So, <laughs> do you have a favorite character or a favorite show that you've done that is like close to your heart? Yeah. Well, Adventures in Odyssey, which that's not a cartoon. I said that's a radio show, but that means everything to me. Uh-huh. And then second would definitely be the Muppet Babies. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, because I got to work with my idol and be a part of a, what do you call it, franchise, I guess. that uh-huh. That's the right word, you know, just to, we did that for nine years, I think. Um, and that's a long time. I've worked on a few shows for years, like Gummy yeah. Bears and that. So I think those why, why those shows are memorable, because we recorded them 
you know, for a long period of time. They had lots of new seasons. But yeah, Muppet Babies, to be that character, that character, Rolf, is a character I used to watch on TV when I was five or six. Or I mean, when he, wow. Jim Henson had Rolf the Dog on the Jimmy Dean show, which was a show that was in black and white. And I remembered him. And uh-huh. I don't know, somehow it struck a chord with me. So when the auditions came up, that was the character I wanted to be. And I was lucky enough to get it. And I don't think that many people were familiar with him. So Actually, was- that you bring that up, uh, uh, Rolf struck a chord with me, too, because I play piano myself. Oh. So when he's on, you know, playing on that baby piano and he's just being imaginative, that that's me right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So I found that really, really just amazing. And I think Rolf is... I've somebody told me my character Alex in Totally Spies. Um, yes, they, yes, that was my favorite character from that show too. Oh, really? Well, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that we're comparing them because at the same convention a few weeks ago, some guy just came up to me and just like had this incredible, absolutely right-on analysis of who the character was in the show and her personality and how she was pretty even you know, as far as emotionally and was like the peacemaker and just just wanted to get things done. And I don't know, the way he described it, I wish I had recorded it. And I think Rolf was that way too. And and I think sometimes we just end up doing characters that are very similar to our own personalities in a way because we relate to them. And so maybe the sincerity of our performance is is picked up on. because It definitely came through. Yes, yeah, indeed. and so, you know, Rolf, he was, he was cool, but he didn't, like, cause too much trouble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he it barely said gone, anything. Though, right? People, people would, would apologize to me because they'd say, we're, you know, sometimes a writer would say, I'm sorry, Rolf only has, like, two lines. And I'm like, that's okay. I get paid the same no matter what, and I get to be here with all my friends, and I'm as happy as a clam. I don't care. Right. And Rolf probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So did you ever, well, you kind of answered this a little bit, but um, did you ever know that you wanted to be a voice actor when you were growing up? No, did, not really. No? So how did it come to be? What What made you think that, okay, well, I got to do this? Well, um, as I got older... People started commenting on my voice that I didn't know sounded young. I had no idea. I don't know. It's kind of oblivious. And um, someone recommended I talk to a radio producer, so they gave me a little hint. And then um, I ended up going to school, college, and I got a degree in broadcasting. And while I was in college, I thought, well, maybe I could make some extra money doing voiceover. So I ended up making a demo. And when I graduated, I didn't know what I was going to do. And my agents in San Francisco, where I lived, said, you know, your voice is really good for cartoons. And we don't really do cartoons up here, but you should go to L.A. And I needed to get a job, make money. So I thought, well, I'll see if I can get an agent down there and see what happens. I'll give it two years. If I can do it, 
great. If I can't, I'll have to figure something else out. And I just think I was in the right place at the right time. And obviously I have, I mean, I've always enjoyed cartoon you know i have i grew up just like everybody else watching stuff watching you know tv we have i have the same you know i have a a pretty good ear for um character voices and attitudes and accents and things like that so that's Uh a natural thing yeah and i i learned a lot on the job but like my buddy Will Ryan always says, and they say, when did you know you wanted to be a voice actor? He always says, when the check cleared. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Go ahead, Willie. I have an off question. And this is talking about gummy bears. Uh, okay. And, sun- and Sunny Gummy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, she she was one who really didn't care about the history of the gummy bear. She just was cared about being a princess and she was just carefree and into fashion and all that stuff but do you think that she ever was curious about what the ingredients of the secret recipe of the gummy berry juice was (laughs) (laughs) well that's the first time i got that question uh sure i think so (laughs) i mean you know i think yes I think she probably was, but you know, she people looked down on, didn't look down on her, but you know, they're a little condescending, right? Because she was young, mm-hmm. so it probably just wasn't her time, and she didn't bother focusing on that. But I, I think Sunny Gummy would have loved to know the secret, right? Because Grammy was the only one that made the recipe. That's right. Well, and mm-hmm. I think uh, Zummy knew. But, that, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He kind of had to know something. <laughs> so did you yeah. know right off the bat how to provide the voice for Sonny? Was that a, She's just a not given? that different from me. So, um, you know, we auditioned. So uh-huh. they picked us. So that was the voice they wanted pretty much, you know. And then let's the circumstances that dictate kind of your emotional life and the scripts, you know. They right. give you an idea of who she is, right? Uh huh. Um, well, you know, yeah. it was interesting when we were going. I was going through the history of that, and it didn't. It never dawned on me that Gummy Bears was like Disney's first animated series that hit Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah, yeah. Was- I did not know that. Yeah, there's actually an interesting history behind that because it's based off of the Gummy Bear candies, and uh, uh, the CEO of Disney at the time, Michael Eisner. He was actually struck with inspiration when his son had requested some candies one day. And that's how it came to be. And I think that the first four seasons were on NBC. And I think the last season was on ABC. Mm. Well, Disney bought ABC. That could have had something to do with it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's a, and it's a crazy story. If you can find an interview with Jim Magon, or I'm sure he'll be happy to be a guest on your show, because he was working in Disney Records. Back then, all Disney made was, like, cassettes or records. And, right. Uh-huh. And, and, and they didn't uh, have a, they didn't have an animation department for TV. And when Eisner decided he wanted to do a series, he called those guys in, and they had to figure out how to do everything. And I asked Jim... 
you know, he said, so he just looked at who was watched some cartoons and got some names off the credits of who to even ask to audition for the show. They, they weren't in the TV business when it started. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we're, we've been going all through our, our past of all these memorable things and it's just, it's, I love reliving history and, the comic cons are just the most incredible events to go to. Not only with all the cosplay. Where are you located? Sorry, I'm interrupting. That's terrible. No, 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 no. You're fine. No. no. We uh we are actually in Louisiana, but we actually live in Florida, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, so you can come to the Pensacon when we're there next February. Which mm-hmm. where's that at? In Florida or I Louisiana? guess Pensacola. That's what oh, I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Because we're having a Dungeons and Dragons reunion panel with me oh, and Billy nice. Ames wow. and Donnie Most and maybe Adam Rich if they can get a hold of him. Um, wow. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yes. Well, I saw on your Facebook you had a picture with uh, Jim Cummings. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And you guys, I didn't know he worked on Dumbo Circus neither. I yeah, didn't know that. That was the first on. series. That was the first series he ever did. When I met him, he came on as Lionel, and I had already been doing voices, and that was his first series. It was pretty exciting for him. And we've worked yeah. a lot together. But of course, he's done the most iconic roles. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. You know, I'm a supporting player, and he's a superstar. but that doesn't make you any less important because you are a superstar to us right now yes (laughs) thanks chris no you're very welcome i mean this it's memorable i'm sitting here listening to how you're responding to things and i'm picturing these these cartoon characters having a conversation with me and i'm like i may be therapy after this is over with (laughs) you know (laughs) well that's pretty cool far out (laughs) I'll have to go to the doctor and tell him I'm hearing voices. We'll have to um, give you some gummy berry juice from Gummy Glen to make you feel better. Uh, <laughs> wow. 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 Happy, happy wow. time right there. <laughs> that was incredible. Yes, yes. Well, really quick before we uh, wrap this up, I, I know you do voice coaching online. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious because my biggest thing that I, of course, want to do is I have I, I want to do voiceovers and Willie wants to do voiceovers for oh, video games. Yeah, and stuff I'm like very that. interested in the anime and video game voiceovers. I think oh. that's so cool. So, yeah. So, you know, tell us how the, your classes work and, you know, how long do you give a person as far as coaching them before they're ready to make a demo and and all that to get into something like that well if i can be honest i've i've only started coaching the last couple of years and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't i haven't gotten to the place where i make a demo for somebody the kind of coaching that i do is a lot of times so i get some women come to me who want to know how to do kids voices and Uh I try to help them do that I get I have actually have two students today um, after I get done with you and they're just working and uh, they're already kind of working and I push them and give them ideas to you know be a little more um, have more fun just help them you know coach them that way it's like you know going to a tennis coach to help improve your serve or something like that 
Um, Although I do overview workshops here in L.A. And every once in a while, I'll be at Real Voice L.A. and they'll stream it so people can watch us working and you can see other people. And we learn a lot from, you know, watching other people. Um, So, yeah, I just I'm, I'm the kind of person who I don't have a business of it. But if you came right. to me and said, you know, I want to see if I like even doing animation, I'd say, okay, let's, uh-huh. let's let's put some copy in front of you and see what you can do. And if everything sounds the same, I might say, that might not be for you. You right. might want to try some other form of voiceover. Or if we work out and you're creative and we have, you know, a lot of fun and we find that there's a bunch of characters hiding inside of you, then, you know, maybe that's <laughs> something you want to pursue. While um, Wally Wingard always says, when I was a kid, I had all these voices in my head. And when I got older, I got them all jobs. So <laughs> interesting perspective, wow. you know, and, and people have to understand, you know, uh, it's in and I'll, I'll quote a lot of my friends because they say good things. Jess Harnell says voice acting this little V big A. You have to learn acting. You have to be a good actor. You can't right. have to like, like, you know, when I told you when you get to the studio and they say, oh, you girls sound too much alike. Can you do something different? And I have to say, how about this accent? Or what if I talk up here? Or is that, enough? Is that different enough? How can we make, you know, you've got to be able to be improv has to be a skill you carry around in your pocket because everything is fresh. Right. There's wow. not a lot of, of uh, prep work. Basically, it's that one thing that uh, makes you stand out from the rest and putting that emotion and other nuances into the voice. Yeah, and be able, and be, the main thing is being able to be abling, <laughs> being, <laughs> being abling, being able to do it, number one, and then being able to do it on the spot. And not right. get flustered. And, you know, you can't go off into another room and say, can I have a half hour to think about this? Because time is money. So everybody has to, you know, come up with stuff, you know. And, and you've got to have that ability. Um, wow. and, that, and that's, I guess, what makes, the you know, really separates. I mean, you can learn on the job, too. If, you've, if you're fairly decent, you're going to learn just from working, which is pretty much my story. Um but, you know, different techniques, different styles. You've got to watch a lot of stuff. You have to have ideas in your head of what, you know, people sound like and characters. They're like, you, you have an appreciation for character. So yeah. if I, I, when I teach, you know, I'll, I say, you know, there's stereotypes, there's archetypes. You know, there's a stereotypical, you know... Uh, archetype is if you're a hero if you're the victim if you're you know a a nerd if you're whatever and then there's you know um well i'm getting it mixed up a little bit but a stereotype you know a guy who works in a florist shop okay we have an idea but what if he's you know uh it turns out he's a, a bulldog who's seven feet tall. Well, you know, you can play to the stereotype. You can play opposite the stereotype. You know, it's like your choice, but it's all, uh, most animation is about humor. So a sense of humor is really important too. Having that right. flexibility helps out as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think wow. there's humor in everything. And in acting, you've got to find it. You've got to know where the humor is. And if you don't, 
I mean, you just have to to be good. That's right. My opinion. <laughs> it's a good one at that. It's yes. A very good yes. One. Be well, funny hey, or die. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, even well, having humor isn't necessarily being funny, but it's getting timing. You know what's gonna make a character interesting, and I think well, timing is humor, and sometimes disguised as humor. Right. Wow. Yeah, I could see that because then it's just at the right time something funny pops up, and just because of the time that it was said, that's that could be something that made it funny. Right, or at least uh, humorous. Let's not even say funny. You know, humorous. Like even if you're a villain. Okay, and a villain is bad, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But if I said as a villain something like, you know, uh, I'm really, I'm really fascinated with the money you have in your pocket. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's a, it's not like it's, but see, you're laughing. It's, yes. Because it's not funny to the person delivering the line, but it's funny to the listener. What wow. made me laugh is you said the first part and then that, then that stretched out uh, pause, I guess. And then the tone, like it changed and it just, it moved and that's why I was laughing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's something humorous about timing that, you know, may not necessarily be funny. You know, it's not a joke, but it's right. something. Right. It's hard to put your finger on it. But those people who have that sense do very well in animation. Wow. Well, Katie, I thank you so much for um uh, coming on the show for us i mean this has been a wonderful wonderful experience very very memorable my pleasure you guys have great questions and it's it's a it's a blessing to have been a part of your life well thank you and you and uh you as well i mean uh, this was you're good that gummy bear juice is going to be in your head when you go to the convention now (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm going to try to find out if I can get the recipe from somebody. That's right. Uh, That's right. (laughs) Well, Katie, again, thank you so much. And um, we will definitely be reaching out to you for some voice coaching because I'd love to see where we end up. Yes. yes. Okay, as long as you don't cry too easily, I'll coach Uh, you. Oh, gosh. Unless you're supposed to be crying. Right, right. <laughs> All right, wow. you guys. Thank you so well, much. Thank Have you a great so day. Much. Thanks for asking me to come on. It's been fun. Oh, you're welcome. You it's been a too. lot of fun. All right. Ta ta. Right. That's our show Bye. for today, boys and girls. I hope you liked it. Wow, that was like so much fun. That was amazing. Loving Katie even more. Not that we didn't love her even more before, but we love her more now. Definitely. And we're doing those classes. Yep. No and ifs or buts about it. I agree. We're going to start on it. Yep, we totally are. So if you want to learn more about Katie, look at her reels, take the classes, go to katielee.com. That's K-A-T-I-E-L-E-I-G-H.com. Well, we want to thank Katie for coming on the show. We had so much fun. We want to thank you for joining us. And next week, we got a whole new episode, whole new topic, whole new guest, Willie. Yep. It's What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Bye. Bye.